welcome back. Glad to have you here again for our podcast as uh, we've been uh, continuing a, a long and lengthy discussion that we hope uh, will go on for, for a while here about uh, bringing discipleship into a common space, meaning uh, we want you, uh, as well as us in this journey, to be able to uh, talk about the different elements of walking with God, being with Christ. These these terms and phrases we hear very often in a uh, church context, but we want to put them into a, an everyday kind of place where uh, we share some of our own experiences, we share uh, some things we've learned, some things we've read, and uh, hopefully it opens up those dialogues and discussions and, and gets us to think. Uh, maybe there are some older things that we used to do and we stop and we say, well, why am I doing it that way? Or maybe there's some newer things out there that someone says, hey, you need to do this, and we stop and say, well, wait, should we be doing that? Uh, these are just kind of the, the ongoing discussions we have here. And Again, as normal, uh, I've got uh, Ryan here with me. Hey, guys. i got Mike. Hey. And I'm uh, Pastor Dan. We're at uh, Refuge Church in Manor, PA. And uh, for the last few weeks, we've been talking about being with God and as really as the central part uh, of this um, walking with God is being with Him and having sacred rhythms throughout the course of your day, throughout the course of your cycle. Uh, what does that look like? What does it look like to me to be with God in a real intimate way? where, um, you know, uh, these uh, practices that have been going on uh, all throughout Scripture, but also through church history, can be implied into our being with God. We're, we're going to keep having that discussion, but we're also going to shift a little bit now into talking about how there's a direct connection from being with God to the relationships in our lives. Uh, in fact, we're going to use the term how uh, we reflect Christ. So if we're being with God, we're going to reflect Christ. Uh, you know, some of the famous passages, the great commandment, uh, the idea of love the God, love your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then, you know, Jesus quickly connects it to, and love your neighbor as yourself. So there was a, a real connection that Christ made in that moment to say, it's not just being with God, and, and some would say a, a vertical relationship with God, but there's also this horizontal part of it where we are to love our neighbors. Um, John, in First John, picks up on it even more when he says, how can you tell me you love God and hate your brother? If you hate your brother, then you reveal that you don't love God because there's something missing. There's a disconnect. And I think it's that disconnect that is really important in the process of discipleship. Um, you know, we can get very um, abstract in our talk. We can get very spiritual in our dialogue. We can talk about being with God. We can talk about his presence. We can talk about being filled with the spirit, these abstract terms. And then, you know, five minutes later, 10 minutes, 20 minutes later, you know, uh, we're treating somebody else not Christ-like. And then you make these statements, you know, I love the Lord, I love God, I give my devotion, I give my time, I give my effort to Him, and then we treat somebody completely opposite of what He taught and how He lived. So these things are really step and step for us walking with God, and really is now comes to a great opportunity for us as people that want to follow Christ to actually ask the question, are we actually being with God, because if we're being with God, then we should reflect Christ in our relationships. Uh, another way of thinking of it 
is the idea that, you know, if you're sitting downstream and, and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you start to see stuff coming downstream, you start to, to wonder what's happening upstream because you're seeing the evidence of it coming downstream. Well, in our relationships, that's downstream and, and there's something happening if, uh, you know, we're, we're not doing what God wants us to do in those relationships where we should back up and see, okay, what's going on upstream to, to say, where's this disconnect? Where's the, the, okay, I'm being with God and, and, you know, I'm treating people uh, this way. I think even society asks us that question all the time when they're looking at Christians, or they're looking at churchgoers, they're looking at, um, you know, people that claim to follow God. And yet uh, sometimes uh, they're maybe the most, uh, you know, uh, disingenuous, maybe they're most uh, greedy or selfish, or they're the most, um, you know, whatever term we use, and, and there's a disconnect. So uh, we're going to begin this topic, this discussion, and, and this is just a kind of an overview as we move in that direction. So, you know, Ryan, as, as I, you know, give a little lengthy introduction there, uh, what are some of your thoughts on this topic? The first thing I think of really comes down to, the, as simple as it sounds, breathing in and breathing out of being with God in terms of you are breathing in this, this life, right? This life supply, this time that you spend with God. Well, if you only breathe in, you're going to pass out. <laughs> you know, you, you have to breathe out at some point. But if all you do is breathe out, you're going to pass out again. <laughs> so there's this, there's this combination of you spending time with the Lord, but it has to lead to something. You know, and I think that's really where the reflecting Christ part of this comes in. Um, because to be honest, like if, if you're not reflecting Christ, then like you're saying, you got to go back up, you know, to the source of seeing why. And so many times in my life, you know, when I'm maybe irritated or frustrated with a certain person, you know, I turn first to Jesus, help me, God, you got to help me. Because even if I try to act nice or kind or whatever, it's just a show, yeah. you know, I, I need a real heart change, yeah. you know, so it's going back to, okay, Lord, let me pause. Let me just take a moment because I'm not reflecting you. I can, I can see that, yeah. but I need help. I got to go back to you. I got to just be aware that you're here and that you are the peace in the, you know, joy that I need right now in this, in this situation. Um, so I think a lot of it is just being aware of what am I looking at, you know, because it's the idea of, you know, you, you're becoming what you're beholding. Mm. And if you're not reflecting Christ, maybe you're actually looking more towards something else or something else has, yeah. uh, you know, you're becoming more like something else that you're looking at. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, you know, I should have said this in the beginning, but, you know, when we talk about relationships, we're not saying that you know, you're responsible for what the other person does. You're mm. responsible for making a relationship work. Um, you know, relationships are, are complex. Um, you know, relationships are, uh, you know, you can't control the other person. But what we are speaking of is how do you respond in that relationship? So, you know, as you're, as you're speaking there, Ryan, that's what I was, I was thinking, you know, is, is what is our, our first reaction? What mm. is our first response? What is what we, you know, um, what we go to? Is it, is it something that does reflect Christ? Or is it something that reflects something else? Um, yeah, and I think, too, sometimes we like to excuse our reactions as, well, oh, that wasn't me. You know, I was just mad. Well, no, that was actually <laughs> who you are, yeah. you know. The response or the reaction that we first have 
that reveals who we are in that moment, you know, what, what we are reflecting. So I think it's just one of those things of, you know, it, it's not an excuse of, well, I was just this and that led me to do X, Y, and Z, but it's, yeah. no, there was something real in me yeah. that caused me to react that way. Yeah. And, and I think this is, is again, huge in the fact of, um, it really holds us accountable, uh, you know, that I just can't do what I want to do. I can't just mm-hmm. react how I want to react. I can't just claim one thing and then do something different. And uh, a lot of times, you know, we don't want to, we want to compartmentalize our spirituality. Mm-hmm. Like I did my God time and now it's, it's the rest of my time. And, and we're trying to break that down to say, no, the God time should bleed into everything that we do to truly reflect that we've been with God, or you're just using the God time for, for something else, to be honest with you. You're mm-hmm. using that me, you know, just being with God with something else. So uh, I, I think this is a, a really huge topic uh, that we'll keep looking at. But uh, Mike, what are some of your thoughts as, as we're talking about this? Yeah, I think um, the, you know, this topic, even what we were just y'all were just talking about is, is one of the more humbling ones. Um, because I mean, I I really think this is the goal, right. To, to be reflecting Christ in our relationships and the people that we encounter, whether we know them or not. Um, but that comes with like acknowledging that my heart on its own is diametrically opposed to the way of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, you know, so, so we want to do something about it and it's, it's humbling because even as we're talking about my time and God's time and everything, yeah. well, there is no, my time, it's right. all mm-hmm. just God's mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And so when, when I really start, and this isn't to beat myself up or anybody else up, but when I really start to, to think about it in, in that light, it's, it's God's time. And, and I think about Paul saying, try to live a quiet life. And, and yet, you know, society around us says, go make a name for yourself and all of this. And so if I think about, um, really trying to reflect Christ, um, for me, as I've gone out to do that, um, I've, I've really just run back to the new Testament because Mm -hmm. that is, um, historically recognized eyewitness accounts of who Jesus of Nazareth was and how he lived his life. And, and as much as I love the chosen, that dude's an actor and it's all just interpretations, Mm -hmm. right? Um, that's not actually watching Jesus. And Uh, I think something that sometimes we forget when we're reading the scripture, because it's the living, breathing, you know, word of God that's active and still moving is that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are essentially biographies. Yeah. And we read biographies all the time. And and this is something that, um, it's probably Comer because everything's always Comer, but, um, that I think he's, he's said in some things that I've, I've read by him where we read biographies all the time of people that we want to emulate mm-hmm. of people that we want to start to look like we, we want to know what their habits are. We want to know, um, in some cases what their mistakes are so that we don't do those. We want to learn from their life and essentially do things to, uh, replicate their success, to, mm-hmm. to model how we live, um, after them. And, and whenever I look at Jesus and, and I can look at it through that lens of a biography, again, not yeah. taking away from what scripture is at all, but, but looking at how he's lived his life, um, it's challenging. You know, for me lately, one of the biggest challenges has been, um, the pace of my life in relationships. I am not good at stopping and listening. I'm really good at stopping and talking for two seconds and then moving on, um, or stopping for three seconds and like praying for somebody or blessing. And it's just mm-hmm. like, like someone on the side of the road that I was talking to the other day where it's like, I, I should have really gotten to know them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I was doing really didn't matter. I could have stopped and really stopped. Yeah. And, and that's, 
we see Jesus do that all the time. He just had this unhurried way about him where he was just, he was always listening. He's always stopping, mm. um, for the people, but he was also often going off into the, the wilderness to go and be with God and, yeah. and draw his strength out of that, that time with God in order to actually be present with all the people around him and, and to, to live out who God was and represent who God was to those people. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, you know, I, um, I like that you say it's humbling because, because uh, you know, we, sh- we should all be humbled by the simple truth of, you know, love God, love others. It sounds so easy, sounds so, um, um, you know, basic, uh, yet, you know, how much of a struggle that really is for us. And we got to acknowledge that struggle when, um, you know, uh, our relationship with others, um, you know, it doesn't go the way we want it to go. You know, h- how do we respond? How do we react? Uh, what is it that uh, becomes, um, you know, really that focal point? So, so we really, you know, uh, we, we talk about this. We, we, we can sound like we're experts in it, but we, we really are not. You know, we are, uh, are struggling ourselves, myself, you know, I, you know, um, oftentimes, you know, I get into what I need to do in the day and, and when uh, someone else uh, you know, changes that on me or something happens, it, it becomes, uh, almost an offense to me. And now therefore I need to, to react other than just saying, well, wait a second, maybe, maybe my agenda today isn't what I wanted, wanted it to be. And, and maybe God has a different agenda to me or, you know, um, you know, if it, if it might come down to, um, you know, just, you know, uh, you know, people I agree with or people I don't agree with. So it's, it's, you know, do I gravitate towards the people I agree with? And that's where I want to spend my time because that's easier for me. Or do I move myself towards people I disagree with and try to reflect Christ in that? I I think these are some really deep questions that we should ask ourselves that ultimately uh, reveals a level of discipleship, a level of spiritual maturity. Um, you know, uh, you, you mentioned, you know, what the, what the world, the world is constantly trying to pull us apart, trying to put us in categories and camps and, and, you know, isolate us in those areas. And, uh, we have to do extra work many times to, to break that down. But, but we've got to do that because again, this is, you know, you say you watch and you read Christ and the, the biography of his life, uh, constantly what he did, you know, people were trying to, um, put him in these boxes, you know, I was reading that someone was talking about, you know, there was actually people in Jesus' time that were more conservative than he was, which is mind-boggling when you think about it, because we use that term conservative uh, a lot of times in Christian circles, and we hold it up as this huge idol (laughs) that I need to be conservative. Um, And yet there's times when the people in Jesus' time would say, well, we're conservative, Jesus, and you're not. And Jesus looked at them and said, and you're in the wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and so, you know, th- these are, are tough questions, I think, that we as, as someone that wants to be like Christ have to ask ourselves. And we've got to then say, how much is the world's influence? How much is a church culture influence? How much are the other influences affecting us other than just reflecting Christ? No, I think that's spot on. And, and I think that that opens up... Um you know, honestly, a whole can of worms when not just politically, but, but you're in your neighborhoods and everywhere and all the relationships, the Facebook groups or the, whatever the social media post is. I think a question that we need to ask is, am I representing 
the agenda of my ideology mm-hmm. or am I representing Jesus? Am I reflecting that? Cause I think to your point, we really try to, in the words of, um, is it Marilyn Manson? Um, right. Your own personal Jesus, right. We, we like that back pocket that, that, that we can just pull out and fit and put whatever outfit we want, mm-hmm. we want on him, and, and, and that's who he is, but is that who he actually is? Yeah, that's good. Ryan, what's some things you read this week uh, when we talk about this idea? Uh, I can't remember honestly who wrote this or said this, but it was something that really came to mind. Uh, it says the Lord is not looking for perfection, but reflection. And I think the, the key principle in that as recognizing if you think that you can perfectly represent and reflect Christ, you're wrong because Christ was sinless. So we're already, we can never perfectly reflect him. But part of reflecting Christ, though he never sinned, is coming frequently when we do sin to ask for forgiveness, to to be quick to forgive others. You know, being like Christ or reflecting Christ, I I get this picture in my mind of, you think of like a, a lake, yeah. right? And if the waters are choppy, you know, you just see the, the, the waves or, you know, and, but if you're there on that really like calm, still, quiet day, yeah. it's like glass and yeah. you can see a perfect reflection of whatever is above it. You yeah. know, so I see in that if we are still, if our minds are not scattered, we can more easily see and know God, you know, be still and know yeah. God. And then from that place that's the place where we begin to reflect him more from that place of, of stillness. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And, and, you know, I like that, you know, uh, and, and again, to me, the, the reflection is such a, a such a, a, a good, uh, you know, a word picture, word imagery, uh, when you think about it, because it's not the real thing, mm-hmm. you know, we are, we can, like you said, we cannot be perfect, uh, but we can hopefully reflect the one who is mm-hmm. perfect. Um, you know, uh, there isn't anything in us that makes us, you know, worthy to, to follow or to be, or be like, uh, but hopefully, uh, we are a reflection of the one who is worthy to mm-hmm. follow. So, uh, that, that's really good. Mike, what about you? What are some things you, you read this week? Yeah. Something I read this week that was um, just an interesting thing to ponder as someone that's grown up in the church, right? And around church world and heard things, even I think people that cycle outside of the church could relate to this because we all have assumptions about it, is that um, it's essentially this idea that we within the church are really good at teaching and talking about the theology of the church and the ethics of the church. But this idea of actually modeling this reflection of Christ, we are not always the best at equipping people and giving them tools to do it. I mean, yeah. honestly, just from from looking at the actual way that he lived his life, the day-to-day, the practices, right? Um, what were the disciplines, the, the um, sacred rhythms? What were those? Because there had to be some intentionality behind them. Um, and so just that idea that, that, um, modeling our life essentially allows us to, um, if you almost think of it like an apprenticeship mm-hmm. to apprentice under him and, and, and to then, um, become better at it. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's good. That's good. I think, um, you know, we've got to ask ourselves some really good introspective questions in these ones, ones that, you know, uh, kind of force us to answer it and to, and to evaluate ourselves. Uh, this is one of those kind of topics that, 
you know, if you find yourself, you know, at work, at home with your friends and, and this, the same issues keep coming up, uh, maybe that's something about you because you're the common denominator in your work, in your, in your home and, and in your friends group. Uh, you know, maybe there's some things in there that, that are being revealed to you. These are the things that we want uh, to happen where we say, God, you know, reveal these things to me, show to me. Uh, in my life, the way that I uh, am living in my relationships that I have, am I reflecting you? And uh, as he starts revealing these things, you know, we, we, we need to start dealing with them and, and trying to kind of figure out, okay, where is that coming from? If it, if it isn't Christ and I'm claiming to be with Christ, united with Christ, then it's, it, and it's not Christ, then it's coming from somewhere. And I need to, I need to kind of figure that out. I just want to give everybody kind of three good questions to ask yourself uh, as you're reflecting on this idea of, are we reflecting Christ first? You know, do you only reflect Christ to those who can give you something in return? Um, you know, it's one of the questions I actually tell uh, some people as, as I do premarital counseling. Uh, don't look at how that person treats you all the time or how that other person treats, you know, their friends, but look how they treat someone that can't give them anything in return. Uh, cause that usually reveals quite a bit about a person's heart and character. Uh, when you treat somebody, uh, who can give you nothing in return, the way that Christ would treat them or would, are you reflecting Christ? I think that's a good indication. Um, Second one, um, do you only reflect Christ to people who are like you, or are you willing to reflect Christ to people who are different than you? Uh, I mentioned that earlier, but I think that's a really good test. Um, you know, uh, okay, you get me, so therefore I can reflect Christ, but you don't get me, therefore I, I, I'm going to treat you hostile, or I'm going to treat you differently, or I'm going to treat you standoffish, uh, or I'm going to, you know, whatever. I have a, a different agenda. You know, I think that's a great question, you know, uh, maybe for another podcast we deal, but, you know, what was the agenda of Jesus? Um, and does that reflect the agendas we have with people? Um, you know, this is a great way of kind of asking that. The, the third one, um, you know, do you tend to limit your reflection of Christ in response to others or do you initiate? I don't know how many people I've, you know, talked to and say, well, you know, they didn't talk to me or, you know, they did that to me first. You know, it's, it's sort of like back in kindergarten, they started it. <laughs> um, and, and we, we carry that on into our relationships. Like, you know, we, we have some kind of, you know, meter gauge, uh, to, to figure out whether or not they've crossed that line to see if they, uh, deserve, you know, the way that I should treat them or, you know, well, they did it to me, I do it to them or, you know, Hey, they, they came at me, I'm going to come at them. And, and we've got to really ask ourselves again, is, is that as Christ would do it? And so, uh, I think this week, uh, uh, you know, in some of these weeks we have, you know, we try to give you very practical steps. This week is one of those very practical steps. It does take self-reflection and in that self-reflection, it is you, being able to reflect, not against what the world is saying, not against what your flesh is saying, not against even what your church is saying. Now, again, that's coming from a pastor. Uh, it should be reflecting about what Christ is wanting you or what Christ has said. So everything has to come back to, to Christ. It is him crucified, him who rose again, him who is victorious, and it is him that we model ourselves after. And so we self-reflect to say, is my life reflecting Christ? in the relationships in my life. 
And, um, you know, hopefully in the next few podcasts here, we're going to keep talking about this. We're going to hopefully give you some ways to, to really hone in on that, really look at that. I think uh, there's some really good things that uh, the scripture shares with us on how to do that. So hopefully you'll keep joining us. But as always, you know, if we can do anything to help, we can be praying with you. We can answer any other questions. Uh, we would love to do that. You know, our website uh, is at uh, churchrefuge.com. You can email us at info at churchrefuge.com. And uh, we'd love to be able to respond in any ways. And uh, as we continue on in this journey about bringing uh, this idea of discipleship into the common space and specifically about how do we re- reflect Christ.